Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Donna. Don't Donna me. You looked me in the face and you made me a promise. I also made a promise to Edward Darby. And I made a promise to Harvey. And I wouldn't make another one if I knew I could only keep one. So you're choosing what you don't have with him over something that you do have with me. This has nothing to do with him. I don't care if you said you'd stay out of Norma's business and you went back on it. You lied to me. We're done. Oh. And by the way, you're welcome. Why? I'm not telling Harvey about this. Because if he found out, he would beat the shit out of you. Suits, season three, episode seven is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about She's Mine, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Cesfredino, back here with a guy who never gets into a men's room brawl. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm hyped. This episode got me live. I'm so my adrenaline's going. He did it. Harvey beat somebody's ass, Rob. He told you he could he do it. He did. He called this shot. He did it. Get a Kiva out here. Season three, episode seven. Can a Kiva be Harvey on the wheel. in a fight? Can a Kiva <laughs> beat Harvey in a fight? Yeah. Could a Kiva beat Harold in a fight? No. Not the Harold that I saw in this episode. No. This is this is this was a good episode. You like this? Yes. I love this. Yes, I did. We're going to talk it through. I thought this was a, an interesting episode in that we had like two tonally very different things going on. You know, we had the Ava Hessington stuff really boiling over with a big twist at the end that it turns out it was Stephen Huntley who was actually the person who called in the murder unbeknownst to Ava Hessington because he is Edward Darby's fixer. And then officially Jessica and Harvey are back on the same page, uh, linked up once again, really for the first time in season three, uh, fighting against the merger with Edward Darby. But at the same time, there was a, a cat custody hearing. A cat custody hearing, which was one of my favorite storylines throughout the so the season so far, probably throughout the series, because it's absurd. Uh, they you, made a mockery a of the mock ago, trial. As they should have. As they should have. You know, a couple days ago, you said that Lewis Litt is one of the greatest television characters. Yes. And look no further than this. Mm -hmm. This was amazing. And shout out to my boy, Harold. Harold had me almost in tears. I, I watched this uh, very late at night, so I was kind of sleepy, a little loopy. But Harold on the stand for the mock trial, 
Uh, it was so good. He was speaking it to an imaginary mic. And I mean, <laughs> just killed yeah. me. Yeah. No, that was pure comedy. Everything that was going on in the cat mock trial, the custody hearing, Lewis trying to keep Nigel's cat. I mean, I'm not a cat person, so I don't want to speak out of school. But, mm-hmm. you know, why couldn't Lewis just get a new cat at some point? He could. He wasn't ready. Or this cat is special. I think he wasn't ready. And then when he met this cat, this cat is like, it's, you know, Nigel is the British Lewis. You know, we got British Harvey and and um and Stephen, but we do have British Lewis and Nigel. And so I think his cat was very temperamental. And it was just somebody that Lewis specifically could appreciate, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's no, it's like, it's no wonder that that one episode he says, you know, like, oh, he, he has to have his milk a certain temperature. She has to have, you know, all this other stuff. And I can't sleep at night and I love it. I love every second of it. So I think it's just, it was the right cat at the right time for Lewis. He had just lost the associates. So yeah, he could probably have gotten any old cat, but this cat just happened to be the one that, that, you know, tickled his fancy. Yeah. So I, fancy he bonded feast. with the cat. He bonded with the cat, Rob. It was a, it was precious. Now, was I surprised that Lewis tried to steal the cat? Yes, very much so. Was not expecting Lewis to just say, you yeah. can't have it back. Yeah. So this episode is called She's Mine. And in my thoughts, I was like, oh, okay, we're really going to get into like the Donna of it all. But I really think that the title is more referring to the cat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Donna. Or does it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the cat, yeah. It was a, basically a fight for the custody of the cat. Uh, and at the end of this episode, of course, we did have the fight with Harvey. Harvey had asked uh, Stephen from going through, you know, being in his cases anymore. And it's very clear that he has started to meddle. Yeah. But at one point, Harvey looks over and he sees the defeated look on Donna's face. And she says, I'm sorry, Harvey. Yeah. And... You see the light switch go off, and I can hear the internal monologue of "Yeah, she's mine" as he barreled down the hall to go beat this man's ass. So, do you feel like in another universe where there is no Donna, where that was not part of the Stephen Huntley plan, where Stephen Huntley was just like misleading Harvey and actually phoned in the murder, and then that do you think that he gets the uh, crap beaten out of him in that universe? I think that Harvey threatened to beat his ass, and I think he does that in either universe. Does he go through with it? I don't know. Because you do see the moment. You can see the moment the light switch goes off when Harvey realizes it's like, oh, no, not only is this guy a murderer, he also hurt Donna. And I think that was the last straw. He already didn't like that guy. He told Donna, I'm not okay with this. It does bother me. And so this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. He went and when they started to fight for a second, I was concerned because Mike Ross pointed out that, you know, this guy, uh, he does rugby. And so, you know, we don't know Harvey to be physically active in any sense of the word right now, but yeah, Harvey handled up. He beat the crap out of this man. I was, I was cheering for my boy Harvey. Go Mm -hmm. Harvey. Yeah. And that's what we ended it on this uh, whole bathroom fight. And so, I don't know where we go from here with uh, Harvey versus Steven. Oh, yeah. Like, after this, Harvey's probably going to catch a lawsuit, don't you think? I mean, this is... I, I couldn't imagine Steven being like, you know, that was off the books, you know, so you got me that time. I'm going to leave it alone. Like, Edward Darby's going to probably have to step in. You yep. know, he's... Stephen's, but Edward Stephen's Darby guy? is going to know about this. I mean, Edward Darby is the one where if, like, we... Everything, as I understand it, is... So, Ava Hessington had this problem and then she ended up 
calling in like Edward Darby to talk about it. Edward Darby then is like trying to keep Ava Hessington having no problems. And so he assigns his fixer, Stephen Huntley, to call in the uh, basically like uh, call in the murder of these people that are giving her problems. We don't know that. We, we don't, don't know, know that, that but, but that's dark. from what I, as I understand it, that, well, that that's the, what I be, Harvey and Mike are thinking at this point. Yeah, the only reason I would I would say we don't know that yet is because uh, the reason why this moment even really came up is because they started to look at Ava and say, Ava, did you did you really do this? Because they found out about this phone call that came from her offices where that's where this uh this guy the the what's his name uh, Marag Maraga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's where he's saying no. That's the call that was made that that sent me to kill these people, right? Colonel, Colonel so, Mariga, Mariga, Mariga. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, Mariga's like, hey, I, y'all called me from them offices that day, and y'all put in the hit, and then y'all have me on camera doing the bribe after that. And so they're sitting there looking at uh, Mariga, and he says that. So then they get, you know, they get Ava into the room. She says, I didn't do anything. I don't know anything about that. Then they get Nicholas in the room, and Nick is like. No, I didn't make it. I didn't do that. This woman told me to do it. No one's going to believe that I just went off the rails and did this on my own. And that's when Jessica says, yeah, she didn't know. She didn't have her finger on the pulse. So is there any world where Edward Darby said, hey, uh, Stephen, go make this go away, no matter what that means, whether it's bribe or whatever. And Stephen says bribe, but also kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, okay. I was shocked to see that this guy and him just like play rugby together casually, like in college. That was weird. Yeah, well, Mike Ross is going to remember that. Mike Ross uh, went and found the team photo and said, okay, these are uh, r- rugby hooligans. Yeah, I've seen that guy before. He played rugby. And so this man called in his rugby homie to do the hit. Um, man, this was wild. I was not expecting it to get this weird place because now you start to question, well, was Steven only with Jessica to kind of, I'm sorry, with Donna to, as a distraction, right? Like, so he comes in, woos Donna instantly, and now Donna's off her game. She's not keeping Harvey abreast of everything that's going on in the office either. I wonder how how, how deep did this plan go? I don't think that seduce Donna was part of the plan. Like, I, I don't think uh-huh. that this was like he, when he was drawing this up from uh, England of like, okay, step one, mm-hmm. I'm going to infiltrate Harvey's office, and then I'm going to sleep with his... uh uh Gotta get his Donna off. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna sleep with his executive assistant. And then mm-hmm. when she's so distracted uh with my charm and all of my uh, dentist work, mm-hmm. then yes. that's when uh, she won't notice that you know I'm making extra copies. He almost got away with it, but she noticed the extra copies. That's all I'm saying. Is it it's very convenient that Donna was distracted as much as she was. Uh, but, you know, she'd already got her pep talk from Harvey by this point where Harvey said, get your head in the game. You're supposed to know these things. And so, yeah, maybe in a world where Harvey hadn't just like, you know, shook her back into her senses, maybe she does miss it. You know, uh, if it's just she's wrapped up in a whirlwind of dentistry and double entendre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that this was all just like a, a ruse. I think he was like, oh, I would like me. to believe it is. Yeah. Like, I think... <laughs> He's like, okay, oh, who's this? Okay, and maybe maybe he was off his game because of Donna. That's a good. Maybe he that's gets away good, uh, with it if there is no Donna. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but he needed that information that Donna had, you know. And so it's like, it, yeah, eventually he ended up t- telling on himself. 
Donna catches on and Donna says, you know what? You're welcome. I'm not going to tell Harvey that you did this because he would whoop your ass. And then she marches right down the hall and tells Mike Ross, <laughs> like, hey, you didn't hear this. Like, it's crazy. I'm done with Steven, but mm-hmm. also he's behind this. And of course, Mike Ross goes to Harvey and tell Harvey, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, there was a moment where it felt like Donna tried to spare this man's feelings, but they're done. They're yeah. finished. Mike actually uh, had a good moment where he went to Cameron Dennis's office and then in talking to Cameron Dennis, he knocked his papers over and then memorized them. Was that intentional on Mike's part or was that a happy accident that Cameron Dennis happened to have his papers fall on the floor and Mike could memorize them? No, he's a walking photocopier. Jessica said, mm-hmm. you need to go get that information now. And he's like, "What? but I, I, I have to do it. She's like, go get the information or else. And so he goes and... You know, rather than be like, I need to get that document from you. He comes in like, oh, I come here to make a deal. I, I don't want anything more than nine years. And and Cameron Dennis is like, you don't have any right to come in here and negotiate in terms of a deal, you little kid. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, you're a dick. And just knocks the papers out of his hands. And then he goes into scan mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish my iPhone could scan that good. He's like, uh, Cameron is like, I've got all my incriminating papers in my hand or a kid. Get out of here. Yeah, I gotta, go, like, I gotta go through all my illegal files. <laughs> right. Mike's like, uh, can I just l- take one quick glance at those illegal files for like two seconds? Mm-hmm. And then that's a wrap. He downloaded all that stuff into his brain Boop. and he went home and typed it all up. And so now they have copies of this day. Maybe, maybe we talk about the Mike career, but maybe as a, a future in espionage. Mm hmm. Like, well, this we've also talked about that Mike, like Harvey, his mentor, uh, we don't really know if Mike knows how to use a computer other than going to teenybikini.com. I feel like then in the past, like he's like, Mike, does Mike not know how to type? Because I feel like he's like, uh, Rachel, okay, I, uh, you tell me what's going on. Yeah. Or I'll tell, you, I'll tell you him. what to put into the, the memo and then you type it. He typed uh, this thing up, though. This is yeah. the only thing we've seen him type effectively. And even then, he was all flustered because Rachel's like, "I help me with the cat. He's like, I don't have time. I'm trying to learn how to type. Cordy's kicking my ass. <laughs> Maybe, is that what it. Trevor did? Was Trevor the typer? No, Trevor's useless. He's done nothing. <laughs> we've yet to... I'm looking for the redeeming quality of that man. He is a goon. I remember that time he grabbed that bat and intimidated that guy. I guess I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, that's his but, move. He grabbed the bat in the last episode. He was going to go to Omar's house with the... Uh, or Omar's house with the bat. His signature weapon. He's like the big <laughs> boss man in the nightstick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like Negan. Yeah, or Al Gore in head. <laughs> yeah, that is his name. Al Snow? <laughs> yeah, Al Gore. <laughs> Yeah. Al Snow. Al Gore invented the fact highway from the last episode. Yes, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was an Al Snow. Yeah, he was a number two at one point. Al Snow or Al Gore? Al Gore. I think Al Snow was <laughs> might have been a uh, number two to uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are way off of. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Um, can we talk about the cat some more? Yeah. Please? Yeah. Okay. Um, when Lewis decides he's going to keep the cat, there are several moments that are just uh, just almost like laugh out loud funny to me. So Nigel, of course, shows up like, hey, Lewis, uh, what you got there? As he's like carefully like uh, like pouring milk into a bowl, making sure the temperatures are right. Lewis like, no, nah, uh, the cat's not here. It's at a cat kennel. It's a cat spa. Getting its paws yeah. polished. Best then, cat spa in the city. Right. And then he calls a cold red. And Rachel knows to smuggle this man's Wait, cat. You into skipped the it, Lewis's afternoon milk. 
Oh yes, he chugs the <laughs> afternoon milk out of a bowl. <laughs> like, slides over to the, the hits the cold red button, slides to the copy room, puts up a sign like "Do not enter," and then completely just gives away his evil story of like, "No, I'm keeping the cat. He can't have it back." Nigel's in the room. Like, are you kidding me? I have the cat on a tracker. I was like, these people are insane. It was so good. I mm-hmm. loved every second of this. Um, even when Lewis just finally breaks down, it's like, no, I'm just going to steal it from you. What are you going to do? Take it? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to take it. I'm going to take the cat. Yeah. It's mine. And then before Nigel came in, Lewis was in the process of reminding himself to go copyright lit up. Yes, as he should have. Mm-hmm. As he yeah. should have. He should have well, copyrighted the Liddy because here it is 10 years later and we're using it. Right. Uh, what do you think about Rachel being so involved in this caper? I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised. I mean, she she was kind of tangentially involved when Bruno died. Like, she was aware of what was going on. So maybe that's why she's the one in this. Um, but he goes to her and says, no, I need you to be my lawyer in the mock trial. And Rachel was reveling in this moment. I I, I don't know if we can give her a Liddy for winning a mock trial about a cat, though. Mm-hmm. But this was a great Rachel episode. She won yeah. the she won the uh, the case for Lewis. She she uh, managed helped him settle yeah. the case. He ends up getting his associates back. I don't know. Chappelle, I think it's time to face facts that the best Rachel on suits is the Rachel with Lewis. The Rachel without Mike Ross. Rachel know? without There's Mike, one. but specifically <laughs> Rachel, Rachel with, with Lewis. Lewis. A dynamic duo. We might have to uh, like flag that and see if it you know if those are the high points of the episodes for her because it really did it brought out the best of her i'm telling you i loved every second of this when they put harold on the stand he's leaning into the fake mic and they said well um you know and who and who trained you to do those things he's like that man he points at him like harold calm down yeah i was so excited to see harold uh come back this was a great use of him and you know happy that, that harold is doing well i mean he got brought up earlier was it this season uh, that uh, when he was referenced but not seen? So glad he came back. And Rachel did a good job of like saying that it was Lewis's tutelage. Yeah, Lewis's tough love uh, was what like propelled Harold. So yes, he's not to said some mean things to Harold, but Harold is happy now. He's gone off to a different law firm. He's living his best life. Lewis had covered up a lot of his incompetence, you know, in, in that time. And so Harold really was just, was blessed that he wasn't fired years ago, it seems. And so I don't think he really had much of a leg to stand on once Rachel started to point out how much Lewis had actually done behind the scenes. Now, the funniest part that Harold had was when they're talking about, and Lewis, le- you're allergic to cats. Lewis left his cat with you? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. Do you like cats? No. And what did he describe you as when he left your cat? He said, I'd rather left my cat. No, he said, uh, I'd rather left my cat with Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. And I screamed. <laughs> now we don't know in fairness how Mike Vick is with cats. We have no clue, but the 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 thing is, this man to be fighting for this cat's life on the stand. Mm-hmm. Mike Vick's name should have nowhere like nothing to do with this. I thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh ultimately the decision gets awarded uh back back to uh or Lewis wins the decision, but yeah. uh, Nigel has an offer of okay. Look, I want my cat back, but I'd like my cat back, please. Uh, yes. But he wants to know, uh, like, would you trade the associates back? Now, does he have to give up being the quartermaster or are we going to change the bylaws of Pearson Darby? No, he's giving it up. 
Lewis is going back to the associates for this uh this settlement. You know, the associates are the reason why Lewis even won the cat. Because he, he won fair and square in the mock trial. Uh, but it's because the, it was a jury of associates. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh the the main witness was an associate. Uh there was no reason that Lewis would have lost this if the, if the associates respected him. So it did feel like they were calling him back home in a way. And so although Lewis had to give up the cat, he does get back his real, you know, his real passion at work, at least, which is, you know, training up the young legal minds of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see if Lewis can find love again uh, with a cat. Uh, in the meantime, he'll be back uh, with the associates. Katrina was conveniently gone in this episode. What are they, they like paying her by the hour to be on suits? We couldn't get uh, Katrina mean, for this episode. Well, I, I mean, they had to get rid of her for the trial. You know, Nigel, yeah. Nigel sent her off to Barcelona for a few days yeah. for training. But I feel like she's only been in like two episodes this season. That's true. There's not a lot of Katrina. I mean, I don't even think Lewis was in the last episode with the yeah. flashbacks. He was in there barely. Like he, he took a day. Yeah, he's yeah. in there, but he's in the main cast. I mean, really, I yeah. that Suits has done something interesting through three seasons, and I don't know if it'll be the same. And you're somebody who's covered Grey's Anatomy, but it's sort of like the ER uh, effect of like show starts. There's like six characters, and by season five, there's like 19 people in the main credits. Um, that since season mm-hmm. one, it's been the big six. Harvey, Mike, Lewis, Rachel, Donna, Jessica. Uh, nobody has ever been promoted to the main cast of Suits through three seasons. I kind of thought we were going to come in. Katrina was going to be in the main cast. She's not. No, 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 no. We talk about this a lot, but Suits is very much uh, centered around Harvey and Mike. And so it's kind of like Harvey and Mike are in the middle, and then everybody else has to be related to them. Whereas like a show like Grey's Anatomy, it starts off as if it's centered around the you know, titular Gray, Mer- Mer- Meredith Gray, even though it's actually named after her mom, but whatever. It seems like it start, It starts around her, but very quickly, other characters get a life of their own that are not surrounding her at all. You know, there are episodes where she's not even in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it would be absurd to see an episode without Harvey or Mike. You know what I'm saying? One of the two of them is probably going to be in at least, yeah. at least every episode. Yeah, and I do, I prefer this. Uh, I don't know. They're great. See, the, the other way gives you so many layers of things to connect with. Like I hate so many people on Grey's Anatomy, but it's because but it's because I had so much time to get a good, healthy hate into them. Though I you love a couple because you can't love everybody, but you can hate almost everyone. And so yeah, I, I think it gives you more like different angles to watch the show from, different people to stand unironically and ironically. But here it's kind of like you got your main six. You pick your pony and go with it. You mm-hmm. know, if they start doing like weird stuff, then you, you're stuck with them. Whereas mm-hmm. in Grays, you can kind of jump ship. Okay. Speaking of uh, jumping ship, okay, we mm-hmm. had Jessica having some tense communications with Edward Darby. And uh, she basically uh, talks to him and says like, hey, uh, so you think I wasn't going to find out about Harvey and about how you were trying to, you know, help this, enable this hostile takeover? And then Edward Darby says back to Jessica, like, oh, don't you think it's convenient that he told you about what we were trying to do to make you want out of the merger that he never wanted in the first place? Don't you think that's a coincidence? Mm-hmm. It's like, let me think on that. Right. Jessica's like, he slowed me down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he makes a very valid point. I mean, this seems like this was Harvey's plan from jump. I try to do, I, I do a, a hostile takeover with the partner. She's going to eventually back out of it once I get what I want. And then I throw him under the bus and say, he he and I were going to do this together. And then she's going to look and be like, damn, I knew I couldn't trust him. And 
if that was the plan, it worked like clockwork. You know, um, he managed to get his name on the on the wall. He knew that once he helped Hessington get off, then Darby was going to help him regardless because they had made that deal. And then once Darby helps him, he says, now, look, let's get Darby out. He you can't trust him. And, you know, so I feel like that might have been what Harvey was working at all along, because we you and I could not figure out for the life of me why he even said he wanted to be managing partner. It doesn't seem like that's a Harvey role. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was and, a bluff. Well, at the end of the day, yeah, Jessica is going to ask him about that. And uh, yeah, he says, I don't want to be managing partner. Yeah. So it was a bluff from the beginning. It was like, Darby, I need you to help me get my name on that wall. But you can say, I want to, you know, like, that's not enough. You need to turn Jessica against him. And the only way you can do that is let her know that she can't trust you. And with it being Darby, push trying to help push her out or whatever the case may be, it's a win-win for Harvey. Uh, he says he only really did it to keep Harvey from from quitting, which is probably true. Like mm -hmm. it, Darby doesn't it doesn't benefit him to get rid of Jessica. He's got an answer same, for everything, Chappelle. Yeah, I, that's what Varys, it doesn't benefit him, yeah. but also, also, yeah, also he probably didn't mind seeing the ship burn. You know, he's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so it it worked. Don't out. talk about burning um, with Lord Varys. He doesn't like that. Yeah, don't talk about that. Yeah, not at all. Uh, R.I.P. the homie. <laughs> but yeah, um, this was good. I I thought. Listen, we talked about instituting the can opener, Rob. I'm willing to go get mine. I think I think this is a can opener episode for me. Can opener like episode. I mean, yeah, you, you are so uh, super high with the cat mock trial. I, I would say that it probably wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You didn't like the cat mock trial, or you didn't like the fight. I thought it, the fight is what took the top for me. The the fight was a really great ending to this episode. I feel yeah. like it was probably just short of that for me. Short of the can opener. I think the can opener has to be unanimous. So yes. if you if you said it's not a can opener, then I will save mine. Mm -hmm. maybe I'll this was very good this is very good yeah but you know i i think that you know it was uh certainly like uh very very funny with the cat stuff but i feel like that the ava hefsington uh most of the business was just like a lot of like uh you know what we've been doing with like a big surprise at the end yeah, the big surprise really was amazing to me because I, I never at no point did I consider that Steven had just went off on his own yeah. and, you know, potentially, you know, did the hit here. Now, you know, it could this could have been Darby's orders still, but Ava Hessington had nothing to do with it. It seems like that the Brits had went rogue and did what they wanted to do. And so I wasn't expecting that at all. Now we have a new villain, potentially two new villains. Maybe. And we wonder how long Darby is going to be on the wall now that his uh, second in command is a murderer. They're sending him to the wall? Is that his punishment? No, 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 no. How long his name is going to oh. be on the wall? Pearson Darby Spectre. Can Pearson Darby Spectre survive a world where Darby's number two, you know, and put a hit out on yeah. somebody? Yeah. No, I don't think Darby is much long, longer for the wall. I think, uh, yeah. that Dar I think Darby's out soon. I think Jessica saved the number of the uh, wall updater guy. All right. So who gets the Liddy, Chappelle? I, I don't know. I mean, Harvey Not Harvey? Did, I, he did beat that man ass. He did. Uh, the... But could it, could life get any better for Rachel in this moment? I mean, she like, does get, get into Columbia also. She does. Which is in New York City, Columbia? Columbia School of Law. I don't know what the, uh, the geographic location of uh, Columbia School of Law. I believe so. Uh, uh, Columbia. Yeah, it's in New York, New York. Yeah. Yep. 
New York City. She got in, so she can still be in the show and date Mike. So all good. And date Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She all won right. the mock if, trial. If we want to give Rachel a Liddy here. What else does she have, Rob? What else does she have? Only Mike Ross. Yeah. All right. So congratulations, a Liddy for Rachel. Yes. Okay. See, queen. All right. So Duchess. we uh, had a reference to Mary Poppins here of that <laughs> Mary Poppins was Lewis, the babysitter. And also a reference that we saw where Lewis was deciding between working with the associates or the cat. He says that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Uh, what philosopher said that, Rachel asks. And Lewis, I guess another Trekkie here in this cast, says Spock uh, refers to when Spock sacrificed himself to save the Enterprise from deadly radiation and then uh, uh, told Kirk that the reason that he did it was that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I know that he said Lewis said Spock, so I said Spock. You know. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Cool. Love Trekkie stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we got a lot of feedback about this episode. Okay. It's so good. Anessa the Catnapper said, yes. uh, "Suitspodcast.com slash feedback." What's with all the mock trials at this firm? I've never seen such a huge waste of billable hours. This firm should be doing more pro bono work if they have all this time to kill. This is a great point. I had asked this question back in season one. I said, are there any real lawyers out there? Like, are there this many mock trials in real life? Yeah. Sounds like you go to law school to go pretend to be a lawyer at your law firm. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we I I think mock podcast should be a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then Chappelle, we said Davis comma will said the cat trial is maybe my favorite plot to ever happen in the show so far. Easy. Thank you. Easily. The funniest thing we've seen yet. Yeah. I mean, for a one storyline in a show, uh, there have been super funny scenes, but this is like a one plot line. However, Angela Taylor said the cat stuff is weird, right? Uh, Yes. It's weird that Lewis wants to kidnap this man's cat, catnap him, if you will. That, That is true. Well, wasn't it funny? I mean, there's again the, the idea that Lewis, a grown ass man who seems seemingly well adjusted to some extent, decides that the cat's parent is an unfit parent. He said, "If you mm-hmm. weren't gallivanting around the world trying out muds in Hong Kong and and Gangju, you would know your cat's needs. Your cat wants to be with me." He said they asked him about the mental state of the cat. I mean, the emotional state of the cat. He's like, the cat obviously feels neglected because his dad's not around and he needs to be with a good parent. This was absurd. Yes. Yes, it was weird. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a healthy laugh. I'm telling you, the Herald thing took me over the top. Yeah. It was a really great uh, storyline on the show. Okay. Then... Thank you, Will. David <laughs> uh, wrote in to say, uh, did you see the Stephen bombshell coming? I knew it was since I've seen it, but I also heard the subtle hints about the rugby team throughout. As a complete aside, I realize I'm an entire season ahead of the podcast, so I need to slow down, but I love the podcast. Yeah, uh, I said I didn't trust Stephen. I, I did not see him being the person who was. I, I thought he was like running stuff back to Darby, and I thought he wasn't Harvey's friend. I did not see that he was involved with the Ava Hessington of it all. 
No, no. I, I, if there were more breadcrumbs prior to this, please let us know. If you caught any of the, like, you know, the subtle hints throughout the series, you know, tweet us at SuitsPod or leave us a message uh, or write on our Facebook wall, obviously, at SuitsPodcast.com slash Facebook. And yeah, maybe chime in with the way that, you know, the show kind of hinted strongly that it was Steven. Because until the rugby thing came up, I, I don't think I had anything, like, I had no inclination that the two things overlapped. And also... Speak on my Donna theory. I really, I kind of want to know if this man went full James Bond and, and came in to, uh, you know, seduce Donna as a part of his plan. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. He did make Donna references uh, to like uh, James Bond references throughout, right? Didn't he call her Miss Penny something? Money Penny. Yeah. I mean, Money I think Penny, that was yeah. just because of, like he was British and he was like driving fancy cars and then acting like uh, a little bit of a spy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I guess. I'm just saying. Now I got my hat on. It's tinfoil, and it's out here trying to figure out the things because I was not expecting that. Okay. Chappelle, anything else here from She's Mine? Aren't you excited to watch the next episode? Yeah. Very excited. We're going to be at the halfway point of season three, if you could believe it. Bro, we were just here last week. Like We just got to to season three. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 16 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, 16 episodes, we're at the halfway point. And we called it. We did say uh, probably around the, the, the mid-season finale maybe is when we were probably going to be done with this Ava Hessington thing. So I think it could be coming to an end. Um, we still got more Cameron Dennis, um, sadly. Mm-hmm. There's that. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Selleck is still with us. Yeah, okay. So I had been under the impression that we were working towards some sort of like a mid-season finale of Suits, but it doesn't seem like that that's the direction uh that we're going because uh it seems like mean? um the episode this is she's mine the next episode airs you know one week later one week later one week later oh there was no break mm-hmm. yeah that's okay yeah that makes sense oh wow well i, I don't know i just don't know this story yeah, this next story episode is called Endgame, but uh it's it's only one week later and the episode after that is another week later Oh, oh! You know what? The mid-season finale was episode ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, the, yeah. Yes. Episode ten is. I think that might be what they did last season. So, uh, it's ten and six. So, yeah. Yeah. So the there's gonna be a little bit. There's like six months in between episodes. Uh, ten and eleven airing. So, yes. Um, I don't know if that's if, if that's spoilery to know that we have so. three more episodes before the mid-season finale. It might be a little spoilery, but it doesn't tell us anything about the show. But it tells us that maybe we have a couple more episodes of the um, of the whole Ava Hessington yeah, storyline. I, so. I highly doubt they wrap up a murder trial in one day, and they just and they just found out it was Steven. I mean, he, they just beat his ass today. Mm-hmm. All right, now they got to prove it. Chappelle, anything else that you want to highlight? Nope. This was a blast. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Remember, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and join the conversation. I try to check in with our associates, try to see if there's anything interesting. Yeah, you're cool like the Lewis the Lit of world. the Facebook group. Thank you. That's what I'm going for. You know, yeah. I, I, um, you know, I, I come in here. I too am a fan of the cat, and so I will uh, like like to join in and every every now and then. There, oh, there's a good question here. Okay, this is from Ronnie Ron, uh, Ron, Ronnie Santoriello, who has uh you know given it feedback before. Ronnie says um, he posted a picture of the Harvey uh, office with all of his you know albums and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Tons of albums. I'm looking at it now, easily a hundred plus. Uh, and the question was, what do we think is in Harvey's collection other than 
his father and the spinners. And so some of the feedback we've been getting, someone, Ronnie, says that uh, he thinks he might be a Billy Joel guy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got like, what, 2,000 records? I mean, uh, he's got just about everything, but not Queen. Not Queen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not Queen. Uh, I'm seeing Jennifer says some Kenny G might be in there. Oh. Oh, and there's a, there's a playlist on Spotify, says Jen, uh, Jennifer. She says, do yourself a favor and check out Harvey Specter's ultimate playlist on Spotify. It's got some great tunes from the show. Okay. So you can also check that out on Spotify and see what uh, kind of, you know, what kind of soundtrack the show has. Yeah. But Dana says Sticks, Bill Withers, Bob Marley, Sade, potentially, the Manhattans. A lot of good suggestions in there. Okay. Only on the Facebook page. Suspodcast.com slash Facebook. How do you think that Harvey has his records organized? Do you think that they're organized alphabetical order by genre? No, I think the genre is pretty like, like, I don't think the genre is what's separating them. It's probably alphabetical order because it looks like Harvey has a type of music. You know, like he's got a, like a soulful heart. You know, his dad was a musician and you know, we know he was listening to the spinners. Uh, and so, yeah, I can imagine that all his music is, I won't say one note, but I think you can pretty much guess what kind of, you know, vibe he's going for in his office. Okay. Like a smooth jazz feel, you know? All right. Chappelle, Soul where can people feel. keep up with you? At Chappelle TNT on Instagram. Get on there and uh, send me a message and be like, I found you on the Suits podcast. Oh. I always wondered who's following me on Instagram. Yeah. Do that. Okay. All right. I'll respond. I promise. Sounds fun. All right. I, I'm at Rob Sesternino on the Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with season three, episode eight coming up tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.